Well, good morning, Milestone Church. It's so good to be with you and see you here at the McKinney campus. Uh, man, it's just awesome. Feels good. Happy Fourth of July weekend. I know all of us have some awesome plans to go watch some fireworks, post it on social media so we can all just tap through your story because everyone went to the same show. Uh, but we're just so glad. Hope you guys have fun. I know you got plans to go grill out, hang out, see family, get tanned, be by the pool, maybe not get tanned, but whatever it is, we're glad that you're here this morning. Um, if it's your first time, like Pastor Chris said, uh, if we haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name is Ryan. I'm the high school pastor at our uh, Keller campus. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we have been married for three years and been a part of Milestone for the past four years uh, of our life. And recently, we just welcomed our first baby. So here's a picture of my family um, right here. That is my son. His name is Clayton Alexander Martinez, and man, I wish I could tell you what it took to get him to smile in that picture. But he, uh, we call him Clay. He is a bundle of joy, and I know a lot of people ask me this question, like, so how's your sleep? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> but uh, no, it's awesome. He's two and a half months old, and he is just so awesome, so fun, and glad that he is a part of our family. And so today, as Pastor Chris said, we're in a series called Summer at Milestone. Um, and as you see, uh, we want to have fun at church, and so we're going to have some summer treats at the end of each service today. We're going to have some bomb pops just to cool you down from the wonderful Texas heat. And I know a lot of people have moved, actually, to Texas, and you thought you knew what hot was. And now, welcome to real heat. Well, welcome to what, what's actually hot. Your car is not a car. It's a moving sauna. Uh, you know, it's, it, that's what it really is. So if you want to, you know, burn some calories, sit in your car in the summer of Texas. But um, we're at Summer at Milestone. This is our series, and you're going to get to hear a lot of dynamic messages, um, life messages from a lot of uh, great communicators. And uh, today, I honestly, I want to share with you just something so personal to me. Uh, it's my life message, something that I've just walked through. This isn't just something that I just pulled out of thin air and I'm like, hey, I hope this works. Here's an idea. This is actually something I have lived my entire life. All 28 years of my life, I've lived this. And I want to talk to you from the subject of the benefits of, uh, the benefits of being planted. The benefits of being planted. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to be looking at Psalm chapter 1. And so go ahead and turn into your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1. And as you're on your way there, I want to share a little bit more about myself just so we can get to know each other a little bit more. Um, I'm not sure how you may have grown up, but for me, um, you may have guessed it, you may have not. I actually grew up in church. Um, I am a church kid. I, I grew up in church, uh, real like old, old school church. I'm talking like we had pews, stained glass. Like I grew up in that kind of church. Um, and, and the church I grew up in, maybe it was a church that you, you may have saw on TV uh, where people are running around and falling over. That was my church. You know, I grew up in that kind of church. I'm proud of it. And uh, I remember being so young, you know, my, I didn't get a choice like to actually choose what we're doing on Sunday. My parents decided from the early age, the moment I was born, you're going to church. You don't get a decision in this. You're going to church, Ryan, me and my brother. And every morning, we'd wake up Sunday morning, and we knew what was happening. we go to church. The only choice I got is you get to wear a brown belt or a black belt. That's it. That's the only choice you get on Sunday morning. And my family, they, they decided early on, we're going to make sure our kids are planted uh, in God's house. And there are days I'd wake up, and I'm like, I, you know, mom and dad, like, I'm sick. I'm not feeling very good. Like, That's fine. Jesus is going to heal you. Let's go. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, mom, I'm trying to. 
come on now. And so we, we didn't get a choice. Um, we, we just went to church, and I remember uh, being a part of that for uh, my, my, my whole life, and I did it all. I've done all the camps, uh, every service. I mean, I'm talking like Wednesday night service, Thursday night prayer, Sunday night uh, Sunday night revival, like Sunday morning. Like we, I did all of it. We, we did all of it. And so um, I, I've been to a lot of church services, and I remember um, at some point, you know, I got saved at an early age when I was 8 years old. And when I was 16 years old, I remember, like it was yesterday, I was sitting in the classroom at a public high school, and I just finished speech to my class. And I, I remember I sat down in my chair, and I felt uh, God speak to my heart. So I'm calling you into ministry. I was like, what? Like, me? I was like, my, we don't, I know I'm a church kid, but like my parents aren't pastors. Like I kind of barely know the Bible. I'm 16 years old. I, I, you want me to do ministry? Like me, God, you do, have you seen, you do know I'm in all regular classes. Like you do know I'm like an AB guy. You know, like you do know I've never touched the GTAP class. Like you want to use me? Like, are you kidding me? Uh, like I'm Jack, I'm broken. Like I, I need help, you know, and, and, and I felt God call me into ministry. And, and I've been getting to do youth ministry for the past 10 years. And, and I share this story with you and just kind of a little bit about me because my parents had decided at an early age that they're going to plant me in church. That they wanted me to be planted in the house of God. And how many of you guys know that on the backside of being planted is when you experience the blessing that you're hoping for? And, and, and so I want to look at Psalm chapter 1 and what the Bible has to say about being planted. Because a lot of times, whenever we, we hear the word planted, you could easily mistake that word for, you know, uh, not fun, <laughs> unadventurous. Uh, you could even think of this word, stuck. Planted, that sounds like I'm, I'm stuck, like I'm, I've got to stay with something. You know, stuck is really kind of like, we all experience this when you try to go pick up something from Ikea. You know, you, you get stuck. You know, like I was hoping to get in and get out. You know, thank the Lord for mobile pickup now, because normally it's like you got to, you're telling me I have to walk through your whole store before I have to get out? Yes. Okay. So I'm stuck. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being planted, being planted in, in, in God's house and his word and what it has for you. So let's look at Psalm chapter one and what the Bible's telling us about being planted. Here we go. It says this, verse one, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree. Key word here, underline this, highlight it, circle it. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. That's that key word, being planted. And this isn't just something that we find in the Old Testament. We see this throughout Scripture. We find this in the New Testament. Jesus himself even says in John 15. In John 15, 5, Jesus says this. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me, that key, that key phrase, remain in me, planted. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Same concept, being planted by a stream of river, being planted, remaining in Jesus, you will bear much fruit. I don't know about you, but having fruit's great. Like, I, I want to I wanna grow what God has for me. But you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, 
you can do nothing. Those are strong words coming from Jesus. That if you remain in me, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> you, you, you'll, you'll do nothing. I'm like, wow, that's strong, Jesus. That's real strong. So what's he trying to say? Remain in me. The Bible's telling us, be planted. Be planted. So if there's one thing that I want you to walk away with today, one thing that you can learn, if I could sum it all up in one sentence, it'd be this. That being planted grows you into who God designed you to be. Being planted grows you into who God designed you to be. You know, for me, um, I just mentioned it earlier, but I'm a first-time dad. And not only are we a first-time parents, I know this is also the first grandbaby for our, our, our parents on both sides. So he gets extra love um, and a lot of demand. And so, uh, so anyways, but being a first-time dad, I, just like some, some of you men, uh, it was like that first week and a half, I was like, okay, I'm going to earn some brownie points with mom. I'm going to get some brownie points with, with, um, with, with my wife. I'm going to be a good husband. I said, baby, let me, take, let me take a morning shift. I got it. You sleep. Get some sleep because whenever you have a newborn, you don't have sleep. You really don't understand the lack of sleep until you start having kids. Man, you start having kids, and it's like, wow, this is, man, it's crazy. And then as they get older, you lose sleep over different things. But, uh, man, I just, I know, like, and I was like, let me, let me, babe, let me take it. Okay, so I, I set it up where we went to, she went to sleep, and, and I was ready. I went to bed. I set my alarm, and I'm like, this is going to be a great morning. I'm going to earn some points. This is going to be great. I'm a good husband. So I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning, and, uh, and I walk over to Clay's room, and I walk in. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And he's crying a little bit. Wake him up. On, you know, get him fed, uh, change his diapers, get him re-swaddled, rock him, put him back to bed. And I set him in his bed, and he fell asleep. And I was like, I'm a man of God. <laughs> I am so anointed. It's dripping off of me. He just fell asleep. I... I, I, and I'm, I was like, this is easier than what they said. Like, this isn't bad at all. This is so easy. What are they talking about? Well, pride comes before the fall. Because as I'm walking out the door, all of a sudden, I hear the most curling scream of like, and I was like, is this my son? Uh, I walk back. It's like, how can something so loud come from something so little? And, and I go in, and I'm trying to like, okay, well, Go through the checklist, Ryan. Okay, is, does he hurt? Is, 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 is it a diaper? Is this, I run through the whole checklist, and he's still crying. Is this inconsolable cry? And I'm like, okay, I had this thought. I should wake up his mom. I should go wake up his mom. She'll know exactly what to do. But how do you guys know? Rookie move. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Ryan. Mistake. Danger zone. You told her you're going to give her sleep. Don't wake her up. And I remember I was about to go wake her up, and, and I had this thought, don't do it, Ryan, don't do it. I, I could hear voices, the, the voices of, of men in my life. They're like, don't do it. You don't want to do this. Don't, don't do it. So I was like, okay, okay, I won't. And, and so I ended up uh, figuring out and help him get put back to sleep. But I, I say that because my son, Clay, like, he, he wants to sleep. He just doesn't really know how. He wants to go to bed and actually, like, get rest, but he's trying to figure out how to fall asleep on his own. And maybe for you, you want to grow. You want to move forward. You hear things like this, like getting planted and all this stuff, and there's growth on the other side. And you want to, but maybe you're asking, but how do I do it? Like, how do I actually, how does that happen in my life? Like, I want to, and every time I try to take a step forward, it feels like something's holding me back from moving forward in what God has for me. 
Because our world is not going to tell you to get planted. Our world's not going to tell you to stick it out. Our world's going to tell you the grass is greener on the other side, not where you water it. But we can't look at the world for our direction. We've got to look at the word of God. And God's word says to be planted. And so here's what I, here's what I want to talk about is uh, if you're wanting to grow, I want to help answer this question before we, we move on. What hinders us from being planted? What hinders us from being planted? Because there are things that are hindering us from our growth and what God has for us and who he's designed us to be. So here's the first thing. is toxic environments or relationships. Toxic environment or relationships. Now this is not something that I'm just making up. This isn't a TED talk. You know, like this, this comes from the word. In Psalm chapter 1, notice it said, blessed is the one who does not and then it goes on and it begins to list out all of these things of walking with the wicked, of, of standing with the wicked, of sitting with the wicked. Man, we all know this. Whenever we're in a conversation with somebody, we begin, it begins with the walk. We're walking with them. We're talking with them. But then it gets so good at some point you stand because you're, you're like, okay, I'm kind of tuned in to what you're saying. But then it's so good in this conversation like we need to sit down over supper. We need to sit down over dinner. We need to have, let's sit. When we do that around things that are wicked, when we do that around things that are toxic, when we do it around toxic relationships or toxic environments where we're walking in them and we're allowing ourselves to stand in them and sit in them, that it keeps us from growing into who God called us to be. There might be something in your life that you're wondering, why am I not growing? It may, it may be a toxic environment or relationship. It, it very well may be. And so what's the second thing uh, that could hinder us from, from walking what God has for us? Past hurts. Past hurts. Past hurts can hinder us from being planted. Here's what I say when I say that. Oh, I've, I have been here before, and I know exactly how this goes. I've tried church. I've tried it. I've done the thing. I've done it. I know this goes. I've tried small group. No one called me when I was in the hospital. I tried it. They forgot my name. I came back the second week of church and they forgot who I am. Hey, I've been there too. But past hurts can keep us from the thing God's trying to plant you in to help you. It can. It can and, it's, and it's painful. It's really hard when, when, when things be like offense begins and bitterness begins to take root in our heart. It's hard. It can be hard to move forward in what God has for us and who he's designed us to be. Past hurts can keep us from that. And we'll give you some more steps on, on, on what it could look like in moving forward. And so here's the, here's the third thing that I think can keep us and hinder us from, from, from being planted. is busy schedules. Man, this is all of us. Busy schedules. We're, we're, busier, we're busier now more than ever. You know, especially now with technology moving forward, I mean, we, we're so, we're all really busy. We have a lot going on. Like, even just think about the summertime that we have, that you've got uh, vacation that you planned two years ago in 2020, you're just now getting to do it, you know, and it's like you're finally getting to go. Uh, it, there could be a big anniversary trip. There's uh, your kids, you know, you, you thought sports was over in fall or in spring, but wait a minute, we've got 15 camps for your son or daughter to sign up for. Oh, by the way, I have multiple it's like we have multiple kids and all the camps and 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 all the you know performance course and all those things 
they're all over DFW, you know, so I'm like, I'm, you're trying to get one kid uh, who's all the way in Fort Worth and one kid, okay, up in Prosper, okay, McKinney, Frisco, okay, we go, okay, where are all my children? Like, I need a spreadsheet of trying to track my kids, like, where do they go? And then on top of all this, it's like coming home, you know, you got to be a wife or a husband, a brother, a sister, and all, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. And then you get an email, come check out Growth Track 101. Pastor Nick reaches out to you, hey, join a small group. Are you like, have you seen my calendar? Like, it's crazy. We all have a busy schedule. We're all, we all have it. We do. But what's so powerful is whenever we begin to prioritize things, what, what matters most is we get to see God move and get planted in what God has. I know, you know, uh, I, I can't, I'd be reminisced to not mention anything about our camps or retreats being the high school pastor. You know, at, at our camps or retreats, we pray and believe God's going to uh, speak to the hearts of teenagers. God touched my heart whenever I was 16 years old. He got a hold of me when I was 16. And what I get to do and been doing for the past 10 years is camps and retreats, seeing God move and, and do things in students' lives here at the McKinney campus, Keller campus, and our Hazlitt campus as well. I know there's a young man who's 16 years old who was far from God. He, he tried everything that he could to medicate the pain on the inside of his heart. And back in December of 2021, 16-year-old Donnie, he came to our Keller location to a Christmas Eve service by himself because he just was looking for hope. He heard the gospel message and he gave his life to Jesus. And then we ended up meeting each other at um, our Growth Track 101 step. It's, it's just a class for you to learn more about our church and hear more about us and, and maybe join and and I met him after service. He came by himself because he's like, what is church? He has no idea. He's like, what is this thing? And we got to meet each other, and I've been getting to take steps with him. And I remember we, we had this weekend retreat called BOTS. Um, it's our spring retreat, Battle of the Sexes, that we do. And it's a powerful weekend retreat. Middle school, high school are both separate. And during our high school retreat moment, we take, this, we take a session where we take all the high school girls and send them to one space and all the high school guys and send them to another space. And in that, in that particular area, we talk specifically about struggles and challenges both of them deal with to that specific party. And in that moment... It was the most special moment I think I've ever had any camper retreat. We had 150 high school guys and from all of our campuses, and, and, and we stood. We, we had all of our leaders stand up in like a, a tunnel where one, one uh, man was here and one man was here, and we had all the guys line up on one side and walk through this tunnel. As they started on one side, we felt so compelled that we needed to do this. When they walked through, every single man they walked by, they put their hand on their shoulder, they looked them in the eye and said, you have what it takes to be a man of God. You have what it takes to be a man of God. You have what it takes to be a man of God. And I remember seeing from the front to the by the time they got to the back, tears just begin to flow. Because like, who's, who's, no one's told me this before. Who's taking the time to share this? And I remember standing in the middle of the line and Donnie, who just got saved, walking through. And he comes in, I said, you have what, I didn't even finish, and he fell into my chest and sobbing and crying. I got to hold him and pray, Donnie, you can do this. I don't know if anyone's told you, Donnie, but you can be a man of God. You have what it takes to follow Jesus. Thank you for being here, man. And we've been taking steps and walking and growing, and I'm excited what God's been doing in Donnie's life. Here's a picture of what he did a few weeks ago. He got water baptized, y'all. And so he got water baptized, and this happens all across all of our campuses 
high school students are, and, and, and not just high school students, but dads and moms and whole families have taken steps of growth. Why? Because there is the decision on I'm getting planted in what God has for me. No matter the opportunity comes my way, I'm getting planted to be like a tree by streams of living water. I'm getting planted. So what are the benefits of being planted? What are the benefits? You grow into who God has designed you to be. That's the benefit. You grow into who God's designed you to be. You know, for my wife and I, um, whenever uh, we, you know, I got saved at an early age. She did too, and, and we got married early on. We were just doing youth ministry together, and we were, we were doing youth, and just, uh, it was going well, and we had a, at a different house, and, and, and I remember, just like most of us in here, I was thinking about, so what's next? Like, we're doing a good job, so is there like a promotion? Is there an opportunity? And, and we're doing a great job, and a, and a really massive promotion uh, made, its, made its availability to me. It was, it was made available to me. And I remember getting this, and I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, this, would, this sets up my whole family for success, the resources, the, 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 the opportunity, all of it. This would be, this is, this would be awesome. And I remember four years ago, like, just thinking about that, where... Uh, there's a moment where I had met uh, someone from Milestone, and they invited me to come check it out. So I was like, okay, well, before I make a decision, let me come check out this church, which I've never heard of before, but I'll check out Milestone, you know, just like you. And I walked through the doors four years ago, Milestone Church, and me and my wife, and, and I started, like, meeting people. I was like, man, y'all are different. Like, y'all love Jesus, and you love each other. Like, y'all are awesome. Y'all are incredible. And I remember hearing from the message of, we want more for you than from you. We're about raising sons and daughters. We're a spiritual family. And I was just sitting back. It's like this, just like you. I was like, I've never heard that before, but that sounds different. That sounds something special. And I left that day of visiting my house with my wife, and I was just thinking like, that, what, I don't know what it is, but I can't put my finger on it. And, and we were praying on it, and and my wife and I, we're, we're young, and so we're like, we want to get developed. We want to get coached up. We need help. We need pastors. We need leaders. We need to get shaped. We want to have a great marriage. Uh, we, I want to be a great dad uh, more than I want to be a great pastor. I, wanna, I have a bigger vision for my family than, than I do. Like, like I love my family. Like, I, I want to be a great father. I want to be a great husband. I want to be great. But I need help. And I remember God spoke to us so clearly that get planted in milestone. And so... I called this guy back and said, hey, man, thanks for the opportunity, but no thanks. I turned down a really large promotion with a lot of resources because I was like, I, I need this. And what I thought I was getting when I first joined Milestone four years ago as a ministry resident just to simply learn ministry. And what I thought I was coming in was for a job, but I didn't realize is I ended up leaving with family. I ended up gaining a family, a spiritual family, a spiritual fathers and mothers who were able to walk with my wife and I through some challenging things, who... Who, who are shaping our heart and who are, who are investing in us and pouring into us and, and helping us and growing us. And, and not only were we seeing that in our life, we were seeing it in the lives of all of those around us. And we're like, this is so different. This is powerful. All of that came on the backside of being planted. On the backside of being planted is when we begin to receive and experience all of those things. And I say that because I know maybe you've come in today for the very first time. And you're like, yeah, you say that you're on, you're on staff. You're a pastor. That's easy for you. You experience. No, this is available for you. 
and your family, when you and your family get planted, God has so much for you and your family. He does. And so now you may be at the point where you're asking yourself, okay, that's great. I want that. But my question is, how do I get planted? How do I actually take that step because I want to? Well, I want to make this really clear and really practical before we end today. So here's the first thing, is we have to have an active relationship with Jesus. We have to. It's impossible. Jesus said it himself. I'm the vine, you the branches. Remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. And that all, all of us are sinners and that we need a savior. That's what the word says. And, and, and for us, Jesus says himself, no one will come to the Father except through me. We don't mentally ascend. We don't get enough education. We can't get enough information. There's not enough YouTube TED Talks that we can watch. Not enough conferences that we can attend. It's only through Jesus, a relationship through Jesus Christ that we can have a relationship with God our Father. I know when you hear that word, Father, thinking about God, sometimes that can be a little painful. Father, I have never met my, I don't know who, and, and, it, and it can create some turmoil within you. But let me remind you of what the word says and the Bible says about God himself. He's a good God. He's a good father. In Luke 15, you see the most powerful parable that Jesus tells about a son who, who essentially takes his inheritance from his father and it's like spitting in his dad's face, runs off. The Bible calls it that he, he had loose living. He, he, he spent all of his money and ended up eating uh, from a pig's stein. And the Bible says that he came to his senses and he had this thought, how can I earn my way back to being called a son? And on his journey, on his way back, trying to think how he could clean himself up enough to, just to be called the son. His father sees him from a long, long way off, and he ran to his son who was lost. And he gave him a hug and embraced him. He said, I'm so glad my son is home. That's how God feels about you. We don't have to clean ourselves up to be called son. We have to realize God loves us. That God wants a relationship with us. And it only happens through Jesus Christ. And on top of all these things, once we have that relationship with Jesus, that we need to have an active one. It's not just, hey, all right, I got saved and I gave my life to Christ and, and, and what next? We got to get water baptized. We, we got we to take that step of, of showing the world that, we're hey, we're identified with Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That the Bible says that we just read in Psalm 1 that uh, blessed is the one who meditates on the law. You're like, what's the law? Is that like the stone tablets from Moses? Like what? The law, it's referring to the Bible, the word of God. And that word meditates in the Hebrew actually means to fill. Whenever we fill our life with the word of God, what happens? We're like a tree planted by a stream that we begin to produce fruit in our life. No matter what comes our way, what season, what challenge, what, what turmoil, we're planted by a river that's always giving us life. And it's Jesus Christ himself. It's Jesus himself. As I'm closing today, here are the final two things. i got two more for you. We have to get planted in spiritual family. How do I get planted? We get planted in spiritual family. You know, maybe for some of you, I, I was talking to a couple of people in the last service um, saying, you know, we, we, 
one gentleman just moved here from, from Idaho and his family, and they're kind of looking for a church and met another couple that they're, um, Andrew and his wife, I believe it was Melissa, they're, they're kind of looking to find a place. And a lot of times we can follow opportunity and, uh, and look for the right opportunity. But might I give a suggestion that the opportunity that you took to move to Texas to come here today, maybe God's trying to plant you in a spiritual family. Whenever God thinks about his his church in the earth, he thinks about in the, in the terms of family. It's God the Father, God the Son, brothers and sisters in Christ. I know you're, you may think, that's kind of weird language. That's what the Bible uses. It's familial language. God's wanting to set you in family. The Bible says that God sets the lonely in family, that God places people in the body of Christ. And God is trying to set you and place you in a spiritual family. He is, and that's what he's trying to do for you. And so that's how you can experience. Part of the way of you getting planted is recognizing God's trying to place me. Maybe I didn't just move here for a job opportunity or more pay or more resources. Maybe God's moving me here to plant me in a, plant me in a spiritual family so that my whole family will be blessed by the things of God. And so here's the last thing. Here's the last thing as I'm wrapping up. Is we prioritize what matters most. We prioritize what matters most. Here's what's awesome. We are, I know this campus already did it just a few weeks ago. Had VBS here three days in a row. You sent your kids to VBS and they came and, 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 and God touched their life. And there's salvations that took place. And, and young kids that heard from God for the very first time. It's incredible. You already are prioritizing what matters most. But when we begin to prioritize what matters most and, and knowing this, these are the being planted in the house of God and the things of God, the word of God, we begin to see the blessings of God on our life. And it happens on the backside of it. You know, for my wife and I, I remember that whenever we decided, hey, we think God's calling us to be planted here in Milestone Church. This is where we're supposed to be. I remember uh, like we... When we were welcoming our first baby, you know, our son Clay, uh, we're, we're young and uh, we're in our late 20s and we're what some may say a little crunchy or we're, when it comes to this, we're like natural, you know, so we're like, hey, let's, let's, we're going to do a natural birth and we had a birthing center and, and we do the whole, whole pregnancy and freaking this out and we had what's called a birth plan and uh, those seasoned parents are like, okay, <laughs> awesome, that's great, never goes according to plan. But we had this birth plan, right, and how it's going to go and everything's going to turn out. Well, like you know, it didn't go according to plan. Um, my wife actually, uh, when she started going into labor, uh, she was 41 weeks and five days. Uh, she started going into labor, and she ended up getting uh, uh, preeclampsia. And if you don't know what preeclampsia is, it's whenever your uh, blood pressure rises, in a preg- in, at least in, a preg- in your pregnancy, rises to an extremely dangerous place. To the point where um, it can lead to some challenging things of uncertain of what would happen to mom or baby. And I remember that we moved from the birthing center to the hospital and we're driving and we get there. Just the pressure of, you know, hey, just I'm the husband, I'm the man. I'm just, we drive there, we get into the hospital room and I'm holding her hand as she's in that moment of looking me in the eye. Am I going to be okay? And I looked in her right in the eye and just like the song we sang, we're quoting that verse, God is our refuge and strength, 
He is. He's here with us right now. Baby, you're going to do it. We're going to make it. And I remember having to leave the room. And once I left the room, I was strong for her, but I had to leave the room and go cry. And like, God, I don't know what's going to happen to it. I don't know if I'm going to welcome my son and say bye to my wife. I don't know if I'm going to welcome, but I don't know what's going to happen, Lord, but you're my refuge and strength. And in this moment, I had to go back to, God, where am I planted? Where am I planted? There's no ideology. There, there's, there, there's no, there, there's no some new form of information. On, it was like, uh, God, I'm planted in you. I'm planted in your word. And that, and that I, I want to be like a tree by a river, so I'm, 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 I'm confessing and praying the word of God over me. But, man, but also being planted in spiritual family, I pick up the phone. I call your campus pastor, who happens to be great, uh, great uh, pastors and awesome uh, pastors for me and my wife, Kamala. And I call Pastor Chris, like, Pastor Chris, like, this is a situation. This is what's going on. Can you pray for me? And he gets to encourage me and pray for me. And, man, if, if, if I took the opportunity... I remember then going back to the room and my phone's blowing up. I have like 100 text messages at 2 in the morning and, and just like from, from spiritual family of we're praying for you, we're praying for you, we're praying for you. Like, man, I'm not alone. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is amazing. Someone sent me a text. By the way, we've, we have a, a meal train set up that you don't need to take. We're, we've taken care of the meals for the next month of your life. And I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, God, are you kidding me? This is crazy. Thank God I didn't take the opportunity and the promotion. There's no amount of of, of money that could replace what I experienced through being planted in spiritual family. There's nothing that could have replaced what I experienced. And I know you think, oh, that's for staff, that's for pastors. No, this is for you and your family. God is so big and God is so good that this isn't just for your kids. This is for you as well. And you can experience this too. And we want to make it so simple for you to experience this. That's why when we're like, get your, get your student to high school camp. Get them there. Do whatever you got to do. Clear the calendar. Get them there. Jump into a growth track 101. Jump in. We, we want spiritual family for We're trying to partner with God to help plant you into what he has for you. Try a small group again. I tried it. Try it again. Try it again. Why not? Try it again. God has something for you. And for us to grow into who God's designed us to be, we've got to be planted. And if Kamala and I weren't planted in the house of God, in the word of God, and around the people of God, the spiritual family, we wouldn't be growing into who God's designed us to be. And he wants that for you. Whenever they bow their heads all over this room and close their eyes as I pray for you. You know, for you, Maybe whenever I'm talking about being planted, and the first point in the message was we need to have an active relationship with Jesus. Maybe for you, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know him as a person. You may know him as a good teacher, as a prophet, but you don't know him as a Lord and Savior. And I want to give you an opportunity today to give your life to Jesus for the very first time. And so I want you under your breath right there that you can pray. God sees your heart and he knows. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray over you and I want you to pray under your breath. Something like this. Lord Jesus, I repent. I'm a sinner. You died for me. You rose from the grave three days later. And Jesus, 
believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. In Jesus' name. Let me pray for everyone in this room. Jesus, I thank you for those that came to Christ for the very first time today. Lord, you know who they are. They prayed that right there in their seat. Lord, I pray that in your word we find remaining in you, being planted, and this is what you want for us because you know what you're trying to get to us comes on the backside of being planted. And so, Lord, I pray you give us, give us courage to take the steps that we already know we need to take. And so, Lord, I thank you, God. I pray you bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen.